Welcome to the Roots of Success podcast. We've raised the bar. Tap into the source of your success through real stories from real people. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to level up and get to the root of your success. And now your host, now Nate the Great Peterman. Great Peterman. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Roots of Success podcast. I am your host, Nate the Great, and today we have a very, very special guest, my brother and sensation YouTube, okay, on YouTube, uh, who man, how you doing, brother? Good, good, man. Good and to I, be here. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show, I'm glad we could Absolutely. really, you know, make some time to, to make this happen. I know, you, I know you're a busy man as it is. <laughs> Let's make it happen. I'm ready to go. Absolutely, man. So for those of you who don't follow, you know, who man on, on YouTube and of course just social media, you guys are, are missing out on some excitement and some fun, to say the least. Watching uh, his videos, they, they bring you know people so much joy. And uh, man, you got 7.9, is that million with an N? Million with an M. On YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Holy cow, you got a million on, on Instagram. I know that thing's taking off. Yeah, 7.9 million subscribers on YouTube, very close to 8, and 1.1 million subscri- uh, followers on Instagram. Holy cow, brother. That's more... <laughs> That's more people in some states, you feel me? <laughs> but, uh, you know, typically, who man, the, the way I started off uh, on the podcast, I always have the guests basically give us a, a backstory mm-hmm. on, on how they got to, to where they're at. Because I feel as if a lot of people in today's world, they just look at the, the highlight reel. Right. You know, and that's, that's what social media tends to, to show is just the, the pinnacle of somebody's success. And it wasn't necessarily in the beginning, like it doesn't show their struggle or, or showcase that. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious myself, and then for the audience and the and the viewers and listeners, how how did you start all this for one, and then really you know tell us a little bit about how you were raised and in your upbringing. For sure, um, you know my upbringing was super super simple. Uh, I was super introverted as a kid. Didn't really wasn't really doing much in high school as far as sports or like nothing really. Um, after high school, as my as my friends are getting different jobs and doing big things, I I was trying to figure out what my thing was. Was it going to be college? Absolutely not. I barely finished high school, um, so I had some friends start opening their businesses or working for businesses and just climbing ranks in in, in, in that business. Um, so I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was watching people like Ty Lopez talk mm-hmm. about having a business, yeah. um, starting a business at a young age, and I and I I was hungry. I wanted to do it, but the problem was. No matter what business I wanted to start, I would need some initial funds. Mm. So I came up with the idea of opening one of those mall kiosks okay, and yeah. selling uh, cheap jewelry and rings in malls. <laughs> um, I used to live in Irvine, Orange County, which is really good town, pretty wealthy town for the most part. But then, which makes starting a business there even harder. Mm. Um, so to start to, to open up a mall kiosk and sell jewelries and rings and whatnot, I would have needed twelve thousand dollars initially. Oh, of an investment to just get my cart, get my uh, initial pa- you know, supply of jewelry from China. Yeah. Um, that wasn't going to work because I had no money. I went to my dad and said, hey, dad, I want to start a business. He wasn't interested. My whole family has always worked for somebody else. There's been no entrepreneurs. Hmm. So there, there's been no mindset of like, ah, $12,000 could potentially be way more money if this goes um, you know, good. So that didn't go well. So I got back into the whole nine to five job. I got a job at gyms as front desk sales um, until just one day I just couldn't take it anymore. You know, I was working really hard and I was still getting paid the same hourly rate. 
um, or I would get paid a pocket change for commission when the company I'm working for makes all the money. Um, so I was always looking for that way out as far as like in business. I was looking for that opportunity to come in and present itself as people talk about, you know. And I think one day, uh, well, throughout high school, not being super popular, not being in any sports, my idea of fun was either playing video games or watching YouTube videos of people playing video games or, or you know, prank calls. So I had a few channels I was subscribed to and, and I was a fan of those channels. Now, one day, I think I saw a, either an Instagram post or a video of my favorite YouTuber buying a brand new Jaguar. And the guy must have been like 22 years old. So I was like, how does this guy buy a Jaguar when he's a YouTuber? I, wasn't, I don't really understand social media and how, how or if they make money. Um, so I dug a little deeper and I realized there's a lot of YouTubers with really cool cars mm -hmm. and they're, they have a business. They make money from these videos or, or these pictures. They're traveling the world. They get sponsorships. They get people pay them money to promote stuff or travel. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. I dug deeper and I was interested in starting a channel. And keep in mind, I was not confident, not creative, not even attractive, uh, one bit. In fact, um, I'll give you a link to put in your in the description. Absolutely. If you go to my website, it'll show you before and after pictures. So what I used to look like in 2014, and it's so much. It's not so much just what I looked like. Just by seeing those pictures, you can sort of have a, a, a glimpse into my mindset and my like, like, uh, like how life was going for me. You could just tell how like from my uh, eyes having underbags and my shaved head that I was not. Uh, life was not going very well. <laughs> So starting a YouTube channel where I'm supposed to be the funny guy and make these funny videos, um, when I looked that way, was definitely a challenge. But, you know, started it out and I saw potential in it and I just kept going. And five years later, we have uh, 7.9 million subscribers. Mm, that's deep. You know what's intriguing? The way you started that, you said you're, you know, you're introverted, you know, because uh, myself as well, I'm, I'm introverted too. And I feel like a lot of introverts, they... One of their, their biggest, I guess, self-defeating things, and the reason why I say self is that voice in their head, mm -hmm. you know? Because with you being in school and you not necessarily being popular at the time, I mean, I'm sure a lot of those those, those boys or, or friends be hitting you up like, yo, bro, you remember me from high school? You yeah, know? we had one here actually an hour ago. Really? <laughs> Holy cow. So, like, it's intriguing to me to see that because – introverts and it's it's a statistic and i'm sure you know this they are proven to be the wealthiest over extroverts like in the world mm -hmm. and it's intriguing to me because i feel like there's a lot of creativity that goes on um in the head that a lot of introverts don't necessarily express just like they say brother like the richest place on earth is what the graveyard mm -hmm. so all the the hopes the dreams the ambitions how many books could have been written how many number one you know hit records could have been written you know saying and all that like it's it's crazy to me i'm curious i know you mentioned you had jobs mm -hmm. what was the big thing when having that job that you just said like i can't do this anymore what was what was that thing that basically said like enough's enough mm. just just the idea of um getting paid the same hourly wage no matter how hard i was working or getting getting a, a good job response when i close a massive deal that again benefited the company and just the idea of you know growing this business i was working for that was never going to be mine i could never just pass it down to my kid i couldn't just get up and go on vacation for a week 
I, had, I always had someone over me that I had to deal with and deal with their uh, different taste of how they wanted to do things. Just there, there was no good thing about working for somebody else that I enjoyed. So, uh, it, you know, I, honestly, I could not, I could not have kept that going for a long time. Mm. I would have much rather just be homeless than work for somebody else, and that's 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 the truth. That's deep. You know what used to get to me, man, was. Whenever I used to ask to go to the bathroom, they're like, nah, man, you gotta wait like 30 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> that's true. Like, I gotta go to the bathroom and you telling me I gotta wait. Like, yeah. I can't even eat food right now? Yeah. Nah, man, you on the clock. Yep. I hated like, that are you word. kidding me? I hated that word, being on the clock. Yeah. And, and then the bosses got to the point, like with me, mm-hmm. it, it got to the point because I used to work retail at Dick's Sporting Goods. I've worked McDonald's all the way up to selling cars. And whenever I was working at Dick's Sporting Goods, I was always, and I guess it's just a gift and personality of mine is taking care of other people and showing gratitude. Mm-hmm. So around the holidays, you know, there's four different aisles open for the cash register. And my line was the one that was all the way, like the longest. Nobody else had people. The manager comes up and they're like, guys, you, you realize that there's a light on here and a light on there, right? And they're like, yeah, but we're here to see Nate because he actually talks to us about things about life and not just about transactions mm-hmm. and whenever I heard that I'm just like whoa that's powerful mm-hmm. and, and for the viewers and the audience like they need to get that when you treat other people that they like with the special and, and just gratitude and, and with so much love my goodness life just works wonders you yeah. know and then it's 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 inspiring for that so I found that intriguing whenever you mentioned about the jobs and then you, you just being introverted because mm-hmm. now people might look at you and be like there's no way this guy's introverted. Yeah. Like you got millions of views on YouTube, Instagram, social media. How does somebody that's introverted just all of a sudden get on camera? I'm introverted and I want to get on camera more. Somebody might say, I'm 16, 17 years old. You see it all the time, brother. You got fans that be coming up to you. You can read their energies. You know how they are. You know, they might get a little nervous. They might get a little starstruck, but it's the way you want them to look. I'm sure it's like, man, I'm just like you. I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. Right, I know, yeah. you know so like from you to them for somebody that wants to maybe start a YouTube channel or just get more confident in front of a video camera what advice do you got for them um, so, so going back to the whole introvert extrovert thing um, I heard Grant, talk, uh, Grant Cardone talk about it recently with, a, with an interview with Ed Milet and uh, he actually made a pretty good point he said that he doesn't believe in introvert it being introverted or or being an extrovert and i was like what but he, when, when he went deeper he was explaining that when you're born every baby is always happy mm, um, every baby deep. is born playful laughing at silly things and just just wanting to be happy it's what we go through in life the ups and downs the stuff we deal with that makes us more introverted or more extroverted so i think a person can be an introvert or an extrovert, depending on how their past four weeks, maybe three months or three years of life has, has been. Someone who's born in the perfect family, you know, always happy. It's very tough for that person to be an extrovert. I'm sure it's possible. It's just very unlikely for someone who's just had the perfect life. Um, whether it's done by themselves because they have their own business, good family, good friends. Uh, but with me, like, uh, now I would say now I'm, an, I'm I'm way more of an extrovert. I have no problem walking into a place and just meeting people. Mm-hmm. But when I was starting my YouTube channel, or or even before then, where where when life wasn't really going exactly my way, it was definitely a lot harder for me to meet people, 
because um, my natural normal self was not always meeting people. I was at home doing nothing. I was a loser. I had no money. So it was hard to kind of, you know what I mean? It was, so I, I feel like it's very possible to stop being an introvert as long as you just are always out and about doing things. You're active, whether it's through your hobby, through working on your business, around people, around positive energy. I think it's very possible for an introvert to turn himself or herself to an extrovert. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in doing social media, but you're shy, you're self-conscious, all that could easily be fixed. No, not fixed, I hate that word, fixed. It could be um, transitioned, mm -hmm. I think is a better word. Um, if you're shy on camera, it's very natural. Keep in mind, humans are not made to talk to, talk to objects. Like you don't walk into the jungle and see a monkey talking to a rock. So when you're talking into a camera, your your mind is naturally telling you there's something wrong here. You're talking to an object. Um, so I think I think once you do it 10, 15, 20 times for 20 different videos, um, it's definitely much 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 easier. Mm -hmm. That's real. How how long would you say you've been you know just talking in front of a camera? Five years. I w I've definitely been doing it for five years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, at the beginning, it was super tough. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. But, um, to, uh, you know, recently, well, this past, the first, like, year was really tough. Okay. Because you got this guy, like I said, who had nothing going for him in high school. Yeah. I, I was definitely not popular or confident or any of those. And then once I just kept making videos, and, and when I'm sitting there editing the videos, I would see where I come off as an introvert, mm. where I'm stuttering, where I'm nervous, where, I'm, where <laughs> I seem uncomfortable. Then the next video, I would pay attention to those things, you know. I'm naturally a fast talker, so if I'm anxious, I naturally talk super fast, and mm -hmm. I skip letters. Okay. Um, so seeing that on camera, I would naturally keep that in my mind the next time I film. Or if my energy is low, uh, if, if I'm not ta talking loud enough, I would notice those things. Um, so you could, you could be the most introverted person mm -hmm. and still uh, have success on social media if you just understand that you're not an introvert, you've just been living an introverted lifestyle. And to get out of that, you gotta do certain things to change your personality and mindset from introverted to an extrovert. That's true, you don't wanna label yourself. Exactly, you know, and, and I feel like that's the problem with our society. This is a whole different topic, but we got names for everything. Oh, I have this disorder. You might, I mean like, it's just like, we love putting labels on everything because I feel like as humans, we are we feel so comfortable when we feel like we know everything yes. we have time we have like hours of the day to, to for, for like time you know like animals a tree doesn't care what time it is mm. a dog doesn't care what hour it is they just live life in the now we're super concerned with time dates past future yeah. and that creates fear and, and regret which is which if you don't know how to deal with it it's super bad um, but that's like again like that's a whole different topic yeah, no absolutely I'm glad you hit on that I mean people People fear death, but they don't even know when, when their death date is. Yeah. And they can't focus on the present. Yeah. Like a powerful book, The Power of Now. Yep. Exactly. You know? Yeah, of course. Like that's such an incredible read because it's like it talks about being present in the moment. Yeah. Because a lot, oh, this is what I got to do this weekend. I'm focusing on tomorrow and I'm not even focusing on my kids today because I'm watching football. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. No, exactly. I agree 1000%. So, um, you know, I'm curious with with yourself recording the videos. What what made you keep going? Because I'm I'm sure at first you might, you were discouraged. You're probably thinking like, man, I gotta gotta fill in all these. You know, I gotta get my energy up. I gotta yeah. do this. I gotta do that. 
what was the the energy that really just said, okay, man, like you got to keep going, even though you might not necessarily want to do it, because mm. people don't always want to do it. They get a few views overnight, and they're like, I quit. Yeah. Right. So what, what kept you going? Um, you, you put a you put a person who's starving in a room full of food on the walls, but there's no ladder. They'll find a way to climb up there if they're if they're genuinely hungry. So I feel like being an entrepreneur, people all you, you can have the best opportunity to start a business if you're not a hungry person when it comes to like owning your own business. You're just not gonna do it. So with me, I was I've always been hungry, um, and I've always I feel like been an entrepreneur in my mind. Yeah. So for me, it was just a matter of just finding the path. I didn't have a dad that would that showed me the path to success or anyone in my family that I looked at as an example. So I was always just looking for the path. So when I finally found a path, YouTube, and I felt like it was gonna be it, um, I just stuck to it. And to be fair, um, I did taste a little bit of success initially when I made my first video and I rewatched it and I put it on Facebook. I did see that, hey, I'm sort of good at this. Um, but I feel like if I had started it and not have had success, I probably wouldn't have kept going. Hmm. I would have probably found something else. So I feel like, I feel like the, the the best answer is um, to, to that to that to that topic is try a bunch of different jobs until you find the one that gives you that feeling that hey this could potentially be it this is worth me putting three more months of my time into because before YouTube I'd worked uh, customer service jobs really? like working with people at at the, at the gym in the front desk dealing with people greeting uh, greeting people dealing with problems. That wasn't my that wasn't my thing. I didn't enjoy dealing with people too much. Then I worked in sales, so I, I dealt with the whole um, commission based pay, mm -hmm. uh, which I was really good at. I liked because I could I could work super hard one day and make a lot of money, mm -hmm. and I could slack off one day and make no money and then regret it later and work harder the next day. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm working commission and I'm collecting pocket change when the CEO or the owner is making all the money. So that wasn't going to be it either. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, I agree with that too. Because whenever I was working jobs, I'm just like, in my head, I'm thinking, man, I'm gonna be making like in Pennsylvania because I'm from Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, the minimum wage is like seven twenty-five or something. They yeah. Might have even lowered it more. And I'm just thinking, man, I'm over here. I got I got the line all the way going out the door, and, and other people, the other cash registers, they ain't doing squat. Mm -hmm. You know, they they're not doing anything. I'm just thinking, man, can I get some type of commission? And they're like, nah, we don't do that this is corporate america yeah and then i'm just like shoot yeah. let, me, let me try selling cars and then i realized you can't sell something that you're not passionate about mm -hmm. you know and then i was trying to sell cars and people were just like yeah like, i can feel my energy mm -hmm. you know yeah so uh it's just, just it's inspiring because that's a that's a prime example of like you got to do what you're passionate about and i know you mentioned about the first video that you released it you said it was like a little bit of a hit it, it wasn't even a hit. Okay. It, it, it didn't perform well from a business perspective. Gotcha. But as far as like actual like creative outcome, I, I saw the video that I made and I was like, wow, I'm sort of okay at this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm able to look at the video and, and see what I've done really well and see what I could have done better. As in I knew, I, was, I, I knew that I could make better videos moving forward. And the fact that my friends liked the initial video, it did make me feel confident that, hey, if I spend three months in this, that I could make really good videos. And then it came down to the understanding of, can I make money with this? And the answer to that was yes, 
And that's why I started my channel. I saw other people making money with social media. Yeah. Um, so that's what that's what kept me going initially, just knowing that this could be it. But hell no. At the beginning, <laughs> I didn't get jack S-H-I-T for it. No money, no, not many views. I was literally begging my friends on Facebook to manually share and mm. comment and like the videos. Um, but you know, it's, it's that's that's the that's what comes with being an entrepreneur. You know, at the beginning, you just starve. I call it the starvation period. Wow. You go through a phase where you just you're putting out energy, um, and you're just getting nothing back. And that's the beauty of it. That's where that's why everyone quits at that at the beginning. That's why people go and get hourly jobs because it's so easy. You go work. You have a a list of things to do. You have a you have a schedule, and it's very easy. You go work, come home, you get your check once a week. There's no stress mm-hmm. or not much stress. With, it, with owning your own business, everything can collapse at any second, you know, and you got to go through three months, four months, or I've met people that had a business for a year, it's horrible before it took off. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just um, what comes with it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a firm believer you got to live in the trenches, yeah. especially to get to the top. I mean, you can't just, it's one thing to have a desire for the top, but it's another thing to actually put in the, the work up front, like in the trenches to actually like, Record the videos, um, you know. Even if you got to start off with a script, mm-hmm. right? You know, like to be honest, myself, like, I, di- I didn't start off with a script because I I realized like I'm genuine as it as it is, so I didn't want to like label myself as being something else. But if you got to start off as a script to get more confident, and that's what people do on, on on cold calls sometimes on the sales. You know, they're reading off a script like the good old Jordan Balfour, you know, Wolf of Wall Street or something. Yeah, and uh, that's that's how they get more confidence. So whatever gets you in the zone, do that. Okay, uh, I'm I'm curious, who man with with yourself, um, what would you consider to be one of your lowest points in your life up to this day? Hmm. Um, definitely, definitely before I started my own business. Okay, it's when I was jumping around job to job. Uh, I would say at, between like high school and when I started YouTube, so 2011 and, and 2014. Mm. Uh, just I, I just I think the worst part wasn't the fact that I, I wasn't successful or, or or happy. It's the fact that I didn't know how to get there. Mm. I would be I would be very okay with not being successful and being dirt poor if I at least knew how to get there. Because then it's it's a matter of just doing the work. It's like being, it's like being super overweight, super fat. But then you know you have a really good personal trainer that knows what he's doing. Then you feel way better about it because it just comes down to doing the work. My problem was I didn't have anyone in my family that I could look at as an example of success and like replicate that person. Um, no one in my circle of friends was either. I was hanging out with a bunch of losers. Mm. Um, but then when I found people like Ty Lopez online and these other gurus, and I started to learn from them, that's when things got a lot better. Because yes, I was I had, I had nothing. I was living at home with 75 bucks in my bank account. Wow. But I knew that it's possible to go from this to this because I was watching these gurus share their stories, You know, watching podcasts like this, going to events, um, so yeah, that, that was, that was definitely the lowest point, um, which is, which is beautiful, man, because if you don't experience the lows, the highs mean nothing, which is why I think you look at these rich kids that are born in a rich family, um, they end up just doing drugs and getting arrested and doing dumb things. I don't think they do it intentionally. It's probably because they've never experienced the lows. They've never experienced 
not being able to afford food or not being able to do things that we do without thinking twice about it, like go to the movies and pay that 20 bucks or get that Starbucks coffee, pay that four bucks. They haven't been there when they couldn't afford those things. Mm -hmm. So when now that they have millions of dollars, they just did not, they don't know what it means, you know? They just do dumb stuff and do yeah. things and crap, you know? So I think the lows are the most beautiful part. If anything, potentially better than the highs. Because mm. it's, it's, um, it's just what makes you who you are in the future. Yeah. If you deal with it right. Of course, you can just sit there and be like, oh, I'm so sad. My life is so bad. Oh, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing about it. Then it's terrible because you're just sitting there miserable. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you do nothing about it. But if you if you try, to put it simply, it mm. could be beautiful. It's true. <laughs> that's, it's funny. That's, that's the reason why a lot of the successful people and the influencers and the celebrities, they got such compelling stories. You know, you don't just, oh yeah, my story is I was born into a rich family and I'm here, you know, yeah. typically it's always from like where they come from up to where they got to this point. I guess another question I'm curious about is, is life tougher before or is it tougher now for you? Um, hmm. I think it's, it's definitely tougher in different ways and okay. definitely easier in different ways. Really good question, actually. Um, it's definitely tougher in, 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 in a perspective of. Uh, things I gotta deal with, problems I gotta solve with business. There's there's a whole new um, group of stressors in my life, but then that gets balanced by how many how many awesome perks I have with having my own business, having the success, uh, success I have. Um, so, I, I, but I think overall, one thousand percent, no doubt, things are better now. Um, me, me having done what I've done and the, the path I chose, uh, which which isn't being a YouTuber. It's just having my own business that I grew from a tiny seed into whatever it is today. Um, I could have not started a YouTube channel. I could have started a restaurant chain or I could have started that uh, ring kiosk. I know 1000%, no doubt, if I put the same effort, the same mindset towards anything, that I would have figured it out because like I said, I wasn't talented. I wasn't like, like if you look at like Justin Bieber, for example, yeah. he was genuinely talented. Like yeah. it was a matter of time before someone found this guy and signed him. So I feel like he was one of those people that just was born an artist. I wasn't born that way. Mm. I, had to, I had to like sculpt myself and, and learn what I had to learn. So I feel like if I had put that mindset towards anything, I would have su succeeded mm. because there's just no other way. It's like, it's, it's very simple. Success is very fucking simple. Yeah. It's like, it just comes down to, are you willing to learn what you have to learn? Are you willing to put the work into it? And are you, are you going to be okay with not getting any results for like a year mm. and just feeling miserable? It's just those three things. There's no way you're not going to succeed. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at, like, for example, basketball, you, you look at some basketball players, they're short, they're tiny, they're skinny, they're tiny. Like while some athletes might have like crazy muscle genetics, there's some have that have like no, even though they're athletes, like A-level athletes, they have no six packs, they have no muscles, but they're amazing. You could tell they were not supposed to be athletes. Their genetics are not meant to be athletes, but they put, they put the same work effort, if not more than the ones blessed with genetics, and they're on the same level in competing. Mm. So it, it, you could just not be born to do what you want to do, but if you put the effort in, literally anything is possible. That's deep. You know, it's funny when you mentioned basketball. I think a good old little Nate Robinson. 
And then I think a good old shack right next to him. Yeah. The guy seems like a doctor, if anything. That guy seems like a doctor than a basketball player. But look yeah. at him. He's making millions. Uh, I don't know if he's still playing, but he was playing in the NBA. Yeah. He was crushing it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Justin Bieber. Man, yeah, I'm going to be having him on the show here in uh, 2020, early 2020. And his story is just so inspiring because he's a prime example that literally greatness if, if you have a desire for it at that young of an age, dude, I mean, how old is he now? Like 23, 24 or something? Yeah, something like that. And you see, he's one of the, the biggest influences in the world, mm-hmm. right? And I feel as if a lot of people, they just, again, they, they look at the social media, the analytics, they look at the, the, the story views that you get and, and, the, and the YouTube views that you have, and they get caught up in that. And the reason I ask you that question, is it tough before, is it tough now? Because it feels like a lot of people, they just kind of focus on uh, he's driving the cars, you know, he's, he's living life, you know, he can eat wherever he wants, he can yeah. travel wherever he wants, but they don't look at the actual the heartaches that you go through on a daily basis. I mean, you, you're in a business. I mean, you got a lot of people to, to get in front of whenever you get in front of the camera. It's not like, you know, Johnny or Billy now whenever you first started out, you know, like you yeah, have no, right. millions of people and that's just like, it's remarkable, but I want you to really emphasize more on that, on, on the, just the whole subject of with the videos that you make and the content that you produce, right? Um, the, I don't want to say like the struggle, but the challenges that you still go through, especially today more than ever compared to whenever you first started, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, I think, I think a big misconception with having your own business is that things Things aren't so good in my life right now, but when I start my own business, things will be better. That's a huge misconception. Um, It's always going to be hard as an entrepreneur. When you have your own business, things will be hard at all times because you're always growing. Like I I had no cars when I was a kid and now I'm driving cool cars, but then those cars cost money. You know what I mean? They're expensive as crap. So if if I get comfortable with my business, I'm not going to be able to afford those cars, buying more cars, living in cooler places, traveling to more countries. Mm-hmm. So if anything, to be entirely honest with you, I'm more stressed than I was with that before uh, when I didn't have my own business. But then again, the, the perks of having my own business balance that, which makes me okay with having stresses. But you can't think that, oh, I have no money right now. I'm sad. Life sucks. When I start my own business, um, I'll be happy. No, or I'll be less stressed. That's not that's not true. Mm. You're still gonna be stressed at all times because, as an entrepreneur, the only way you could succeed as an entrepreneur is if you understand that the end goal is always a moving target. Yeah. There is never happiness in business mm. because once you have zero subscribers, you want ten thousand subscribers, and you'll be so happy. Yeah. It's not true. The second you get ten thousand subscribers, you're gonna realize it'll be even better if you had a hundred k, and then when you hit hundred k. Oh, half a million would be so nice. Oh, if I could just have that M next to my number, one M would be so nice. Buy them, 10 M. So I've gone through all those. Mm. And it's the same thing financially, or it's the same thing with how many houses you own in real estate. Um, you, you have to be understanding and be okay with the idea that the, that the end goal is always moving and the stress is always getting more and more as you scale. If you want to go from making $5 a day to $10 a day, you got to be okay with having going from one stressor a day to two. To thrive, it's it's always more. You just gotta find a balance of what's causing you the stress and the outcome you're getting, having to deal with all those problems and solving them. 
So if you just if you have a business for three years and it's just nothing but stress and it's clearly not working, it might be worth it to take a couple steps back, take a week off, and just put that aside and start a new business, mm. uh, and then just going through the whole cycle again, seeing and seeing if that business is the business for you to spend a year on, still go through that starvation period, but then this time actually get results in it. You know, absolutely. Like Meek Mill says all the time, you know, there's there's levels to it, and. Uh, you know, don't just focus on the top level. Focus on the levels you got to step up to to get to that point, right? How, because, you know, I'm sure you do a lot of networking. And, of course, a lot of people know who you are. So how do you monitor your circle? Because there's a lot of takers out there in this world. A lot of people see the cars. They see, you know, the house that you're in and, and just the stardom that you have. How do you monitor who to, like, you know, let in that's genuine and who to, Kind of like, nah, like you toxic. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, I mean, I, I pretty much know when I, the second I meet someone, if I, if I want to see them a second time or not, it, it just comes down to how they make me feel, how they make other people feel. And it, that's a really simplified answer. But basically, if, I'm, if I meet someone and I'm like, whoa, this person mm -hmm. makes me want to just go to my room and get some work done and make more money, then I want to have that person around. And it's not just about money. It's, it's about just like being happiness too. Being happy too. Like if I see someone and, and I go to my room or I'll go home after and just I'm a, I'm a happier version of myself or more motivated or whatever, then I want to have that person in my circle of friends. And then I'll have that person in my circle of friends. But if in six months they do some slimy, weird thing over money or over whatever, then clearly that person was not, it is not uh, worth to have in my close circle of friends. Yeah. Um, I don't have, I know a lot of people. But I don't have too many close friends for that mm. obvious reason. Um, I'm definitely big on energy and emotion. So like small things like people doing slimy things in my personal life affect me more than it would affect somebody else. Um, like I put a lot of value in friendship and things like that, which is good. But it's also bad because you tend to get disappointed more. Um, but friends for sure have had a lot of effect in my success. Mm. Um, the friends I have now, when I see them make more moves, make more money, it motivates me to do the same thing. It makes me want to, like I said, go in my room and work more. Where I've had friends or girls I've dated that was the exact opposite. You know, being around them, just, I call it, you know, if you read books about it, it's HVE, high vibration energy, or LVE, which is opposite, low vibration energy. Uh, and like I said, when you meet someone, you just know right away which one they are. Um, some people settle for less. Some people are okay with having those friends, and they don't, or they don't realize the effect they have on them. Um, and they just, you know, next thing you know, they're 40, 50 years old, hanging out with a bunch of losers, smoking weed and drinking on the weekends and doing nothing. And then they like, then they think, hmm, how did I, how did I end up here? Then mm -hmm. there's people who ha who are not talented, who have no money, who are just complete losers, but they start hanging out with big people. Yeah. Um, and they mimic their success, they mimic their personality and mentality, and next thing you know, three, four years later, they're on the same level, or they're on their way to the same level. So I think, um, I think like our species of humans, we're really weird in that sense, as in we can't live alone, we always need people around us. It's true. You know, you look at some animals that could just be in the wild by themselves and just have a great time. Yeah. I feel like humans, they're the exact opposite. So someone can be a millionaire, billionaire, successful, talented, but that means nothing if you don't have friends around you. Mm. Family, friends, whatever you want to call it. Some people set up for less and they're okay with just pets. But <laughs> I think people, you know, for sure can have a huge impact, good or bad, on your personal or business life.
Absolutely. You know, they say one of the the worst forms of human punishment is uh, putting somebody in a room with absolutely nothing at all. Yeah. Silence. Yep. That yeah. really is a punishment. Jail. Yeah. Prison. Yeah. Literally. Like, it's, it's crazy when you think about it. A lot of people think, oh, I thought... I thought the waterboarding was, you know, I mean, that's bad. But whenever you can't talk to nobody, you know, we need human interaction. It doesn't matter how introverted you are, yep. right? Even us, we need human interaction, yep. right? Exactly. So, and it's funny you mentioned books, and I'll kind of leave it with this last question. What is one of your uh, favorite books that has impacted you so much up to this day? For sure. And books have been super interesting in my life, too, because um, bet between the, the, the part where I was doing nothing and had nothing and the part where I was on my way to something, to success or whatever you want to call it, there was a period where I, I, I couldn't afford mentors. I still wasn't really involved like other entrepreneurs or being in a circle. And the way I transitioned from loser to like on my way to success and actually making moves is books. Mm. Um, like I said, I wasn't blessed with family or friends around me that I could mimic success from and like mimic their personality and, and, and their traits. So books is what really like opened my eyes as to like, hey, maybe the reason I'm a loser is because I wake up at 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. and I do nothing but play video games all day. Or maybe the reason I'm shy or not confident is because I don't believe in myself enough or I don't, I'm not aware of my um, good features. You know what I mean? So books for sure opened my eyes a lot. What do I recommend? I've read a lot of books. Yeah. Um, I feel like you just can't go wrong with reading any book. Okay. If you if you look at it like me and you just met for thirty minutes, right? Yeah. You know, I don't know if we'll, we'll see each other again or do stuff. I hope so. Yeah. But this thirty minutes, you see how like awesome that was. How much we both learned from one another. Right. Imagine ten hours of just nonstop talking. It'd be way better, right? And I'm successful. I'm glad this this happened. But imagine if you could talk to like Elon Musk for ten hours. It'd be crazy, <laughs> right? Well, you could do that with a book. I'm not sure if Elon has a book, but these other very powerful writers, what people don't understand is that, yeah, it's a book, but you're basically talking to the author for 10 hours. And, and authors, whether they're a millionaire, dentist, lawyer, whatever, when they write, that's their baby. They, they genuinely pour everything into it. In an interview, some, some mentors might hold back some stuff because they have it in their course or they want to sell it to you later. Yeah. When people write stuff, it's like they're sitting there getting emotional writing. Mm. So it's it's genuinely like everything from their brain vacuumed out, put into this book. Yeah. So like when I started to look at it that way, I started to look at it as like, yeah, I'm not reading a book. I'm talking to this millionaire person that's been dead or who's super out of reach in person. But I'm basically talking to them in person. But anyway, to answer your question, um, probably the biggest book I would recommend to anybody, whether it's for business purposes, personal, it's the power of now. Mm. Yo, like people always say, eh, check out this book, it's good. People always like love bragging about the books they've read. If there's one book I would like put money on that you'll enjoy and, and like take away things from is, is the power of now. Mm -hmm. I kid you not, I've read that book. I read that book three times back to back. Literally no breaks. I, I read it. Uh, well, I, I do audible. I listen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I listen yeah. to the whole book, replayed it again finished and listen to it again and every because I did it because I knew every single time I would read it I would pick up things I missed yeah. in, in the pr uh, previous time but the book just changed my life it's just um, I can literally talk about it for a whole day straight it, it literally takes what you think you know about life it breaks it into pieces it shatters it and it throws it away and it gives you a better 
healthier um, understanding of what what life means. Like the the quote I said earlier about like a tree not caring what time of the day it is, or an animal not caring what time of the day it is. If you look at a cat, it just sits there, super at peace, super content. Just sits there, doesn't shake, doesn't wiggle its head, doesn't. It just looks so calm, mm. and that's because it doesn't care about time. It doesn't care about past. It doesn't care about future. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not aware of its of its of its approaching death soon. It doesn't care. It doesn't care about its uh, past. There's basic things like that. That one time it got burnt by fire or, or chased by an animal, but all the smaller things it just doesn't care about. Um, and I feel like that's huge. I feel like with, with us these days, with humans, we're so concerned with what happened to us in the past. That one time our manager was rude to us. Our uh, boyfriend cheated on us, our girlfriend cheated on, on us, and that you, you might not think it has a huge effect on you, but what happens is you're so worried about, you're so regretful about your past, which then makes you stressed now, and it makes you worried about the future. So instead of performing really well, editing your video, or working on your real estate business, studying for school, learning about business, reading books, watching podcasts, you're sitting there Worried about the uh, worried about the future because you're stressed about what happened in the past. Mm. So the power of now did a great job for me, just 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 like just shattering my understanding of what I thought was like life and how to live life, and it just gave me a much clearer, better version of it. He, he, quote, he uh, quotes the Bible, he quotes the the Buddhist culture, he quotes the Buddha a lot. Um, very very good book. So the power of now. I talked about it for 20 minutes, so it must be worth trying. Um, the Power of Now is dope. Um, how to win friends and influence people is dope. Um, I would say those two. Um, there's a million more books, but there's no need to drop all, all those names. Definitely, uh, I would definitely recommend those two to anybody in, in any, any scenario. Yeah. It just teaches you how to deal with people and just deal with life as a human being. I appreciate you recommending those. And the fact that you said... You listen to like audiobooks too. Yeah. Because you don't just have to read books, mm -hmm. right? You can listen to podcasts, like you said, the audiobooks. Um, me personally, I'm, I was never like a big, big reader, but then I realized like over the past few months, man, if I read out loud, I comprehend the, the information a lot more. Yeah. So every single book I read, who man, now is like I read out loud. And with me reading out loud, I'm over here digesting information. Think and Grow Rich was a book that's super powerful. Yeah. Mastermind groups, right? Um, the law of success is like the Bible of personal development. It's like 800 doggone pages of that thing. Yeah. Crazy. But no, I, mean, I, I appreciate you sharing that info. Before we end, uh, Human, again, where can they find you on, a, on social media for the, for the audience and the viewers to, to follow you? For sure. Uh, I think you just put links wherever you post this. But my Instagram is my, my, my first and last name. It's Human Nuri. Spelled H O O M A N N O U R I. That's on Instagram. Uh, YouTube, it's H O O M A N T V, one word. And uh, if you're interested in mentorship, I don't have like a public place where I have a course you can just buy and download and never see me again. I don't do that stuff. I don't think it's respect. I don't think it's what mentorship should mean. Um, so if you're interested in, in working with me, something I said triggered a positive emotion in you or you want to just know more about me or ask me a simple question, hit me up on my Instagram. Tell me more about you. If there's anything I believe that I can do for you to make your life better, um, we can talk about how to go about doing that. Mm. Appreciate you, brother. And again, don't, don't get discouraged. Again, followers and everything, 
just because somebody has like a super big following, they're still watching, okay? If you reach out to them through, a, through an Instagram message or anything like that, like, man, if you have a desire, stick with it. That's, yeah. that's the key right there. Yeah, and right? I, think, I feel like it's so funny because you look at someone with, in my case, 9 million followers total, yeah. you'll, you, will, you will not send them an email or an Instagram DM because you think they get a lot of DMs. In reality, that's, how, that's what everybody thinks, which makes everybody not send a DM. So, they want, so there's a very small few that actually do yeah. because everyone thinks, oh, he'll never see my DM. He has 9 million followers. But some of us will literally sit there and go through their DMs. Of course, there's a bunch of spam. There's like, hey, uh, love this one video, or hey, how many cards do you have, or blah, blah, blah. How much, you know, and there's like ones that start off with, hey, man, I have a question for you, and like a paragraph. I, I do this right now. I'm not happy. I notice uh, your life story is very similar to mine. What do you recommend in this situation for me? And then next questions. Those, I mean, you, you gotta be, a, it's just like, it's hard for me to not wanna answer that question. Um, of course, if I'm busy, I might not see it or something. But whenever I have seen a question like that on my, on my Instagram DMs or email or in person, like I, it's not even about that person. I genuinely enjoy talking about it because I didn't have that when I was uh, growing up or starting my business. I didn't have a mentor I could ask questions from. So being able to do that to somebody else, um, it just feels good for me to do, to do that, not even counting how amazing it feels knowing how amazing it feels for that person to understand, uh, to get that answer. So, I don't know if that made any sense, but. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean perfect sense. Where's my coffee? <laughs> no, I mean, I appreciate, I got, I got a lot of respect for you. I really do. And uh, I appreciate you being on the show, dropping all the wisdom that you did. Again, I'm going to provide the links in the description below. Again, check them out. Doing incredible, incredible things. I don't even have to say it. Just look them up on YouTube. You'll see everything there. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, man. Thank you, That man. was awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for listening to the Roots of Success podcast. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. I really appreciate that, as well as a like and a subscribe. Stay connected between shows by following me on Instagram at NateTheGreat. And remember, guys, success starts here. Keep winning. Nate the Great signing off.